right, we're recording. This is exciting. We're in person. We're yeah. not recording over a Hangouts call. Yeah. The, <laughs> the last episode was true in that you would visit. Yes, I didn't lie. And now, now here we are. It's Grandma's birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Grandma. Yeah. Not my grandma, yours. Mm-hmm. So this is podcast number two. Podcast number two. We did podcast number one just kind of right then and there. Yep. We, <laughs> we got on the phone, we hadn't even talked at all, and then started recording. And, and that's, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. And that's where you guys came in. A profane cold open. Yeah. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. What's your name, Alex? Um, Alex. A.K.A. Shobbs. A.K.A. Shobbs and many other nicknames. Several, yes. Yeah. What's your name? I'm Ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, now that these introductions are over. Ben Harris. Um, I mean, if you got it from the last episode, we're both from Marquette, Michigan. Which is in the UP. If no one, you might not know where that is. That's. It's the middle of nowhere. The upper part of the Michigan. Yeah, That's we detached. get left off maps a lot. Which caused some strife here recently but a lot of people got free beer so that's okay wait what happened yeah you didn't hear that no there I was a map that. company that had left the up out i think they were from new york and they left so many bad reviews oh my god he came to black rocks and bought everyone beer for an evening no way yeah i wasn't here for that which was sad because i wanted free beer that was a whole big thing that's awesome yeah Oh my god. So don't mess with the UP, because you'll buy us beer. <laughs> you don't have to, but we'd appreciate it. Yeah, if you did. leave us alone, you don't have to buy us beer, but if you mess with us, then you're gonna have to oh dig deep. The first podcast went out. Yeah, and I have analytics on the website to see how many people downloaded it, and I, it's broke right now, so oh we're, no. we're trying to see if, if there's like more than five people that listen to it. Maybe, maybe so many people listen to it that it broke because of that. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to think so. That'd be pretty cool. But, but probably not. Probably not. I mean, we're on the we're on the internet places. We got. I think we're on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Yeah. Pocket Cast. That's the one I use. Anywhere you can Pocket really find one. podcasts. Yeah, and it's, if it's on iTunes, it goes in the other apps. Yeah, and so that I don't have to come in as an editor at the end. We can do our internet stuff and our marketing now. We yes. have a website, uh, heydarebub.com. Send us email, Send hello us, at heydarebub.com. Or you can contact us on Twitter, uh, our handle's at heydarebub. And Facebook, it's also heydarebub. D-E-R-E, if they're hey really... Heydarebub. <laughs> yeah, that took me a long time that morning to figure out um, how to make the the intro song. I was, <laughs> I was going around my house, it was like, it took me probably four hours, because I was going around my house while watching soccer, playing my ukulele or my piano... Or this little tin whistle I got in Ireland once to try to create a song. That's awesome. And then it all sounded bad. And then I just made the also spracht Zarathustra oh, thing. Yeah. And then harmonized with your recording. Do you know what Zarathustra is? No, what does it mean? Have you heard of the religion called Zoroastrianism? Uh-uh. It's that. Oh. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't. like. There's something about the Zoroaster is going to come. But like that's, it's like it means thus spoke the Zoroaster. Oh, I don't know. So why. it's sort of like a story. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was a Strauss thing, I think originally the song at least. Yeah, yeah, it's Strauss. Yeah. It's the Zoroaster or Zarathustra, Iranian prophet. Ooh, Iranian like mm-hmm. from Iran. 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 Well, I'm Iranian. Iran. Yeah, you're Shabazi. That's pretty freaking yeah, Iranian. Yeah, my grandpa's from there. Yeah. I don't remember. There's, I learned about it in World Religions, but that was a while ago, so I forgot. Yeah. And I'm not a Zoroaster. We're so. not in school anymore. Nope. <laughs> we, both, we both just graduated college in May. June. June. I graduated in May. I graduated in June. Yeah. And Ben got the one job he applied for. Yep. And I, I applied for many, many, many more than, than one, and have not gotten one yet. My field has a few more jobs available. That's true, because I don't really have a field. Yet. Exactly. But if I don't get 
a job from elsewhere, I'll probably be moving to Chicago in a month, which will be fun. Oh, yeah. Something new. Well, now that we're in podcast two, I think we should look at our faults from podcast one. (laughs) And one of those is me trying to not talk too fast, because when I was editing it, I couldn't understand myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, I also, we also talked about it in the first one. Topics. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. We have a whole list of topics. Yeah, we've been sharing a list back and forth of things to talk about. Yeah, and... Oh, another thing. I have a real microphone now. We're we're at the same table, so we're using my new microphone. Yeah. It's a blue snowball, if anyone's interested. Even though it's completely black. They had a white one, but it was out of stock. That's not they, blue. They, they make a white one. Oh, that's just the brand. I don't know. Apparently it's pretty good. I read some good reviews on it. Seems to be this also isn't very cold opening because we've been hanging out the past All day. day. Yeah. <laughs> well, this morning I was watching soccer. This morning, well, I went to brunch with Grandma for her birthday. Yeah. Well, that's fun. But Liverpool won, which... Is that good? Oh, that, well, yeah. I'm a Liverpool football club fan, and I was very excited that good. we beat West Ham because we've not been playing well lately, and it's nice to somewhat to win sometimes. Sometimes. Just sometimes. Well, it's three in a row now. Three in a row. Should be more. Shouldn't just be three. But it's a positive. That's so funny. We were talking about our days, and then we got onto our first item on our podcast <laughs> ideas list. Sports. Ben, when was the last time you played a sport? That's a really good question. <laughs> I've played, like, catch with a frisbee a couple times over the summer. Is it was it a competitive sort of thing or was it just no, tossing it back? Just, and forth? We were on the beach and we were just throwing. Well, I was there once, but I don't think that counts as a sport. Well, then no. When was the last organized sport you played? Like on a team or just like playing casually? You can like pick up or something, but like. It wasn't this summer? It's got to be the summer before. I played ultimate. Oh uh, yeah. Here in town. That makes sense. Lakeshore. What's the, what's the park called? Lower Harbor. Harbor Park. <laughs> oh my god! I've you've been gone for too long. It's not even been that long. I was gonna say Lakeshore Park. I'm like, that's not the right one. No, that's a boulevard. Lakeshore Boulevard. That's the one that flooded. Yeah, that was intense. I haven't driven by there. I mean, I only got to town last night. Though, so. It's right by your house. Yeah, it's a good mile that way. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's not that close. But during that storm, we we posted the link to the video on the mm-hmm. last show notes. I think I messed up the link, though, because I put it as a relative link, and then wherever you're looking at it, it's going to open as a relative link to that website, but I should have put the whole URL. I fixed it, but I don't know if it went, like, got updated to the other podcast sites. What's a relative link? Do we want to have a tech-explaining corner right now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so the way that you put a link into a website is that there's, um, HTML is made up of tags, and there's different kind of tags. The one that we use for links is called an A tag, which stands for anchor. And then if it has an attribute, you can set the attribute on the, on the A tag. It's called href. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I probably should know, but um, you can put, say you wanted to send a, a link to like a same page or a page on the same website. You could just put the name of the page and it would go to that same folder on the website. Okay. So what I did is I put slash videos slash that and that tells it to go relative to the site you're on so if you're looking at it on another site and you click on that link it's going to try to go to slash video slash video name and it's not there oh i see so i need to put our url it needs to be the whole the domain the needs whole to be website. on there yeah that makes sense Rel- yeah relative versus absolute link i mean that's pretty so yeah it's the things that are after the dot com slash yeah yeah so that's the relative is anything after that right in a non-technical term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's not too bad. Not too bad of an explanation. No, I understood it. More than some text. <laughs> I was working on the website, and Shabs just keeps saying, I, I tell him what I'm working on. He's like, what's that do? What's that? What is that word? I'm like, I... <laughs> you assume that I know it I mean, so you're, well. You're a child of the same generation as me. Like we do Yeah, but you're a computer science major. You're working as a developer, as a... As a coder. IT person, yeah. Yeah, I like words yeah, and no. physics, but <laughs> I can't do anything with the physics. I can just know it. Well, what would you do with physics? Like, as a career? Yeah. You'd do work research. At CERN. I'd be cool to work at CERN, but let me tell you, 
all those error propagations to have to go along with physics is a right mess. What do you mean error propagations? So like uncertainty? Oh, Heisenberg? No. that's Well, that's an uncertainty, but like experimental uncertainty? Do you know uh, what that is? Not really. Okay. Um, so imagine that you're trying to... I mean, the most common one is measuring the speed of light. This is done in undergraduate labs all the time. Okay. So you know the speed of light is a constant. It's C. roughly 3 times 10 to the 8th meters per second, which is C. Yeah. 2997924584 meters per second. Yeah, that. To be exact. But if you know the speed, meters per second, you can set up a laser mm -hmm. over a set distance, okay? Okay. And if you have a way to that your your device can record when the pulse goes one way and then it hits another one, you'll be able to tell the time between that. So say it, this is, say it takes, this is not anything that's real numbers, but say it takes 10 nanoseconds to go from point A to point B, and you can measure that, mm -hmm. right? Well, you know the seconds, and then you know the meters, so you divide, you, you divide them, and then you should get something that's, that you should get the speed of light. Oh. Because it can only travel at that speed, right? right? So that seems easy, but how do you measure that distance exactly? You know, a ruler oh. might only have an accuracy of a millimeter on either side. That's an uncertainty. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of different uncertainties that are statistical uncertainties, which have nothing to do with the physical apparatus, just happen the way that you do it or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to get like a, a bell... Bell curve distribution. A bell curve, yeah, distribution. You have all these different things. And you have to propagate these uncertainties. The reason you need to do it in science is that if you said, my answer is 12, that doesn't give you anything because how accurate is it? Oh, 12 plus or minus 0.02. Oh, yeah. So you can so understand like, how, how close okay. you are. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that, that's super important. Like, people in science are always, like, saying, I guess people outside of science say, science is exact. You'll always get an exact answer. But anything in experimental science is answer plus or minus something. Right. And that's that's the actual important thing. And that's most of what I've found experimental physics, at least undergraduate, to be, is everything needs to have error bars or uncertainties, and that's just the right pain. Like it fits in a, in a range. Right. Because like otherwise you, it's meaningless. Like I know it's this close to the, something. Yeah. And say the... Th so if you're testing a theory, like the speed of light, you know what that theory says. Mm -hmm. And so if you get an answer that's not say instead of 299 it's 209 but you have a plus or minus that you know keeps that inside its range okay then you'll be okay then you know like it's not super accurate but i didn't fail wow that's crazy that's really annoying it's really annoying and then there's always rules for propagating it and uh, that's why i'm not going to physics grad school oh that's like so if you take one measurement and then you like do different calculations to it you have to include that through all yes and it changes as you go through Especially if you're combining a result from one measurement with another measurement and plugging those into equations, then there's a whole bunch of mess that goes in there. Ugh, that sounds awful. Yep. And I was a math minor. Like, that still sounds awful. That's why I love physics, but that's why I'm not going to grad school. <laughs> I like the concepts. Oh my gosh. So, I, I, when you talked about measuring with the, the speed of light based on an existing distance and timing it, mm -hmm. I, I thought of this story that I read a while ago. This guy posted it on his MIT website, like his user site. Okay. So he posted this story. He was working at a job, and he was in charge of the mail system for one of the servers. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that also works there says, we're having a problem sending email. What's the problem? We can't send it more than 500 miles. And then he says, I choked on my latte. Come again? <laughs> what? <laughs> we can't send mail farther than 500 miles from here. A little bit more, actually. Call it 520 miles. No further, though. Email really doesn't work that way, generally. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think you can't send mail more than 500 miles? It's not what I think. You see, we noticed this happening a few days ago, and you couldn't send email this whole time? We could send email, just not more than 500 miles. <laughs> Why didn't you call earlier? Well, we haven't connected enough, collected enough data to be sure of what was going on until just now. <laughs> we asked some geostatisticians to look into it, and they figured out that they can do email within 500-mile radius of where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing? Yeah, so the, the background of it was that um, 
a consultant that ran that was like in charge of upgrading some of the software patched it and rebooted it and I called him and he said he didn't touch the mail system alright let me take a look and I'll call you back <laughs> I scarcely believing what he was doing and it wasn't even April Fool's Day <laughs> um, I logged into the server sent a few test mails this was in North Carolina okay my own sending a mail to myself delivered without a hitch I was able to send to Richmond, Atlanta, Washington, Princeton, which are all within 500 miles. And I tried to send one to Memphis, which is 600 miles. It failed. Boston failed. Detroit failed. <laughs> this is so crazy. <laughs> I was beginning to wonder if I'd lost my sanity. Uh, I tried emailing a friend who lived in North Carolina, but whose ISP was in Seattle, the internet service provider. It failed. If the problem had to do with the geography of the human recipient and not his mail server, I think it would have broken down in tears. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, he looks at the configuration file for the mail server. He compares it to the one that he has, and he's looking for the fail mail over 500 miles option, which doesn't <laughs> exist. Um, so he connects to the other server, like the one that was having the problems, mm-hmm. and it had an old version of the software, the mail, send mail, is the name of the software. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, the guy that patched it, mm-hmm. the configuration file got written over. And when it didn't have anything set, the timeout was set to zero. So anything within that area, a zero timeout would abort a connect call in slightly over three milliseconds, which oddly enough is 500 miles or a little bit more. Oh my God. So zero timeout resulted in about three milliseconds of figuring out that it was zero milliseconds. Oh. So he types in... I have three millilight seconds and I want miles and it comes out <laughs> 558 miles. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. This is so funny. Oh my gosh. So the configuration file got rewritten with the wrong version of the send mail. <laughs> so that's it crazy. got zeroed out. To the... But it went with like the speed of light. Oh, yeah, because that's how far it had to go. Well, I know, but you don't think about that. Right? You don't think about the guy that's like carrying internet to... Seriously, yeah, you don't even normally think about it just that. Just kind of goes. <laughs> I I read that back in school. One of my co- uh, classmates sent it to me, and I was just dumbfounded by that. Like, mm. that's the kind of stuff that you have in like sci-fi movies. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Problem solving, like sending stuff between Mars and mm-hmm. Alpha Centauri, not Detroit. <laughs> right, because that's the thing. Everything in your computer, like all the bits moving around, or they're moving at the speed of light. But around in your computer, that's functionally instantaneous. Yeah, but consider that, like RAM. You know the difference between RAM and hard drive? RAM is memory, right? Yeah. Which is like... Hard drive's also a type of memory, but it's just long term. That's where you're actually flipping the ones and zeros. Yeah, so it's memory. It's the same thing. So the difference is that uh, memory is closer to the CPU. That's it? That's one of the differences. But then also there's another cache on the CPU. No, memory is... It's a whole different technology. Than a, than a uh, hard drive, you have to keep a charge in it to keep the data. Right, where a hard drive can, your computer can lose off. power. Yeah, and it still hold the data. But if you turn off your computer, there's nothing left in RAM. Like it needs the power to hold the data. Because it's just an easier just way the, to set yeah, something up. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's also a cache within the die of the CPU. Within the CPU, mm-hmm. there's little chunks of memory right there because it needs to keep it close while it's doing the calculations. Because there's a, there's a significant delay of going to memory, and there's an even longer delay, like about ten to a hundred times more, like longer, oh. in terms of doing stuff that you need to go to the hard drive or something. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like crazy. Computer. It's like one, then ten times fat, slower to go to memory, and then ten times slower than that to get to hard drive. Wow. That's, I do not know. I don't know much about computers. Right. That's why it's important to have a lot of RAM. RAM. RAM tough. I'm a truck. No, you're not. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah. I watched, so we are recording this a week and a day after we recorded the last episode. Correct. In that week and a day, I have watched every one of Simone Yurtz's videos. Oh my God, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> They're good. That's really funny. You didn't tell me about it. I know. The week. <laughs> I know, I didn't. I've been watching all She's of them. She's so funny. Yeah. She just came out of one now. She's like on a houseboat. And I was thinking... If you look at her old videos, she used to live on it. Yeah, but I was thinking, like, I think it'd be pretty cool to live in a house. Houseboat. Like, it when I was... It also suck. 
Because <laughs> yeah. it's been, like, maintenance yeah. of that. Yeah, the... Um, There's one video where she's, like, cleaning up the septic system. Yeah. Like, wow. We can toss that in the show notes. <laughs> that way, it's gross. It's gross. If you can't deal with gross stuff, it's... It, I'll, then I'll, don't watch it. I'll link her channel, and you can find it on your own. Yeah. Because that's not a super important one. It's no, not, that, that's, not, not, that's not her main one. stuff. But I, there were, when I was in Seattle, there were all these houseboats along, I think it oh, was were there? Union Lake. I think apparently someone told me that Sleepless in Seattle happens on a houseboat. In Seattle, I've never seen that movie. So maybe there's a million people out there that understand what it might be like. But I that always seems really cool. Like when I was in Amsterdam, I saw lists for links or looks at Airbnb. There are a lot of houseboats in Amsterdam that you could ride. Oh, that would be so cool. There's just something. There's a charm. There's a certain charm to yeah, it. Yeah, because it's everything. It's like your mini house, but it moves. <laughs> like, well, yeah. My family took a trip along the canals of Wales back when I was in fourth grade on this narrow boat that had, you know, a room for my grandparents, or, you know, a place for my parents to sleep and a place for me and my sister to sleep on this little tiny, tiny narrow boat. And, you know, you're going through the, the charming Welsh countryside where you stop off every night at a new town and walk in there and go to the pub and get fish and chips mm-hmm. and a beer if you're not in fourth grade. Um, it was just that it was, there's just some there's a sort of unique ambiance about it that has always it's attracted it's me it's charming I think that's the word I would use I don't even want to even move it maybe but yeah I don't think she I mean she's from Sweden yeah she like just left it it's sitting, pretty cool sitting at the dock she couldn't afford to buy a house or something hashtag things you can't do in Phoenix right <laughs> good thing we don't live in Phoenix <laughs> It was 111 degrees when I was driving through there this summer. Fahrenheit. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> so you know what really blows my mind about the West? Huh. I, you know, for podcast people, I went on a month-long road trip around the West. Um, all the way through Denver, up in the north, through Idaho and Seattle, all the way down California, back across the deserts, up through Oklahoma, and that back to the Midwest. But I'm going to so, link your YouTube video about your trip. Oh, good idea that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't even intentional um shopsology and shopsander even though he's giving you a shopsander one go subscribe to both of them or not yeah. you can do whatever you want you just need more content it's good stuff yeah i have actually two videos one for each channel that i'm working on right now yeah it should be up in actually a week sweet at least one of them because it's really easy nice but anyway so imagine like on the east of the mississippi Minus the UP, but even still the UP, when you have a big city, Madison, Wisconsin, or Milwaukee, or the Twin Cities, or Chicago, you have the city, you have the suburbs, and then you have little towns, right? Mm-hmm. And it's never nothing, right? Yeah. You sort of, you sort of, it's a gradient up towards the city, right? Oh, like suburbia, the, like the... Well, it's, just, it's just like, yeah, there's a gradient. Mm-hmm. Out west, it's, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're in the Arizona de- desert which is just flat with little green saguaro cacti sticking straight up. And yeah. then you see these little dusty little tiny towns that are surrounded by nothing. And then you, maybe there's a gas station and then there's a couple houses and then it's middle of suburbia and then it's downtown and then it's suburbia and then it's nothing. They sprout up in the middle of nowhere. It's not like there's even water there. I know. What do they drink? Just beer. <laughs> yeah, beer doesn't have water in there for you kids. <laughs> but like, I, I was seriously just my mind was blown. Or like in Montana, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's still dry there. But the amount of exits that say no services right outside of big cities is crazy to me. That's awesome. Is it though? No, <laughs> it's <awful. laughs> not awesome at all. It's fascinating that I was looking at Phoenix's. Because it was particularly in the middle of nowhere in 111 degree heat, which sounds just devastating. It sounds absurd. That was the day before my AC broke, so I was okay then. Um, but apparently, it was just all these random consequences that happened. You know, that it was people went to go train there for World War II, and then they wanted to settle after with their families, and then and then businesses came in afterwards mm-hmm. because there were all these people move, living there. But the number of cities per you know density means that you have to have these giant metropolises in the middle of nowhere and it, it's weird that's, that's so my weird. point is that it's weird <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> i feel like that's what the up is though 
Yeah, but there's it's trees. Like, there's something that's different with trees, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe. You, like you, like on my drive up here, I went through the Scenic Stretch, which is a segment of uh, State Highway M28 if, for the uninitiated. It's, it's like 60 miles of just completely straight highway that's flat. Right, but imagine... So Marquette's only 20,000 people. Imagine Marquette being a million people. See, that would seem weird, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. Even with trees, I think it would still be weird to go from that right to, you know, a million people. That's what Phoenix is. Phoenix is the fifth biggest city in the country. No. Yeah. I think think it goes New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, Phoenix. Wow. Yeah, you don't think about that. Houston? Yeah. (laughs) Who thinks about Houston? Houston has a lot of business, I think. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah, New York, LA, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Philly, Philly next. That mm-hmm. makes sense. San Antonio, San Diego, Dallas, San Jose. Those are all in California and Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that California has more people than Canada? Yeah. By 20 million. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it, One in eight Americans live in California. Ah. US is 300 million. California's got 50. Ah. Right? So. I understand the math, but it still doesn't make my head less spinny. You think you could ever live in California? Uh, If I got a good paying job there. I wouldn't be opposed. I've never never even been, so I can't really. Okay. I've only been in the LA airport on the way home. And that's the the high life. It's pretty awful, but... In my opinion, you've never been to LA then. I haven't. I didn't. Okay. There I, didn't, some, I didn't even sit for time to say I went to LA. There are some I was people, in the airport. There are people that do that though. Like I have strict rules of if how what well, if it counts, counts as being there. Being as in a state, in a in a country. Like you have to get out. I got out at a rest stop in Missouri on my drive was through. Was it miserable? Missouri. It was actually lovely, unfortunately. Uh, Otherwise that'd be a great pun. Um It's still a great pun. Um sure. But I got out just to say that I went to Missouri. And I've done that in West Virginia. Okay. That was half the reason I went to Monaco, was just to say I went to another country, because it's just a city. It's a different country, though. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, yeah, you went like... I went with Jed and Joey. A couple months after I was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that was cool. We weren't there very long, but... Yeah, I wasn't there too long, either. That's insane. They have really high income there. It's like yeah. super rich. They have heliports, because you can't have airports. Yep. Because it's one mile long. It's, it's, it's less than a square mile it's such a weird shape. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I accidentally walked out of it and I didn't realize it. Because <laughs> all the... Because if you walk up this one... It was this one staircase that was in both countries. And because I suddenly was like, well, these don't look as nice. And later when I got back to the, the hostel with internet, I found out I walked into a different town. It's where all the people that work in Monaco live. Oh my god! But you can't tell it changes. There's no like, welcome to France. Bye from Monaco. You're just there. That's a really interesting place. I know. I also remember there was a McDonald's that looked like a five-star restaurant and outdoor escalators. Oh, my God. Which seems like a bit much. They have 20,000 inhabitants per square kilometer. Because there's like a square kilometer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's one of the densest countries. They have their own language. Monegasque? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just figured they spoke French. It was on some of their signs, I think. I guess I wasn't paying that much attention. Probably not. Probably not. I was by myself, though, so I had time to pay attention. Right. I think you went to the botanical gardens. I went to the the fancy palace. Mm. Saw right. the changing of the guard, which is kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, I wish I would have spent a little more time there. Pretty I mean, cool. I got bored because I wasn't going to go to the casino because I had bread for my meals. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't want to, have to spend too much money. <laughs> we were living the high life on that trip. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We went to the Ciel de, de Paris, the restaurant at the top of the. What building is that? I don't know. It's the tall one you can go to the top of. The one that looks really ugly? Yeah, it's not very pretty at all. But we had dinner up there and it was really expensive. Oh my. How much was an entree? I don't even remember. Oh too my. Much. Oh. In France? Or I think in... we bought like a 100 euro bottle of wine. Oh my gosh! I think I spent less than 100 euros on my meals for the entire trip that week. I wouldn't week. have gone there if I'd enjoy it. Right? Oh, I know. That's not how I travel. <laughs> I got street food. I like ran days. out of money in, in Switzerland because I went on that trip. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, guys, can, I'm just going to go like buy a baguette and sit by the like the ocean or the river or wherever. There's, there's not an ocean in Paris. 
not in Paris, but in like Nice oh, and yeah, where else would we go? Can yeah, there's just ocean there. <laughs> yeah, I'd be concerned if there was ocean in Paris. Yeah, I think there were a couple nights where I just stayed in and let them go out and spend a lot of money on. Mm-hmm. We went to when I visited visited them in L.A. We went to a really nice sushi place, which was some of the best sushi, probably the best sushi I've ever had, but was like 19 bucks for the smallest um, lunch. But that's L.A., I think. Yeah, that's... If you're going to get sushi in L.A., it's probably going to be expensive if it's not a chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really expensive. There's this place to get lunch at work. It's like right around the corner, and they have a bagel sandwiches for four bucks and coffee for a buck. Wow. You get lunch for five bucks. It's pretty good. That's yeah. It's really good. Small town perks. It's really nice. Or like, is that through your co- is it just a normal downtown place? Yeah, it's just a place downtown. Wow, that's pretty good. It's awesome. Yeah. Like I'll I usually bring like a frozen burrito for lunch because I'm I don't make anything. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how to cook, okay. but that's like four bucks for one of those. I'd rather just spend like a dollar more and get a nice warm bagel. <laughs> yeah, or you could learn how to cook and then have good food. I can have good food. I just have to get it somewhere else. I cook with money. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. I'm. I know. I don't go hungry. That's a, that's Fine. okay. I have the one story from Switzerland. Which story? About it's making pasta or something. Well, no, that was fine. Even oh, you know. I mean, but I got I cooked a lot that that semester. Well, I know, but I got there and your thing was that you would boil potatoes and then eat them with ketchup, like an apple. Yeah, what's weird about that? The Potatoes had lots of things growing out of them. Really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I threw out the bad ones. No, I you threw them out. It was just we're gonna eat these. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, because you cook a lot. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't notice that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was kind of <laughs> funny. I have the other story. Which one? Not about food. The, the hair story. Hair. In middle school. Oh, fine. Go is, that, ahead. Is, that, is that acceptable? Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, me and Ben were on a like a robotics team, and it was we, it was a decent team. Like we did pretty well at this competition, and most of it is you program these robots to go around these tracks. Look like perform, the Lego Mindstorms kit. Yeah, and they have to perform these tasks. Um, but there was another aspect. We're trying to get kids into um, different aspects of science, and this year it was nanotechnology. And so we had to perform a skit as part of learning how these things work. And It's the first program, if anyone is interested. First, like robotics. Mm. Yeah. I, I coached another team. For, oh. That's what I was coaching. So you went, oh, I didn't know that. It wasn't Lego. It's like actual robots now. But continue the story. Yeah. If you want to, it's fun. Um, but so we performed the skit. And I think we actually won an award. We, were the, we had the best skit, I think. I think that's what we got. Probably we didn't was. get a trophy for... The robot part, but we got a trophy for the performing. But they were really impressed with us, and so we're all standing there. As you can imagine, we were all guys because, unfortunately, that that's the only amount of diversity that we could at the time. That's just how it worked. But the the judge is like, "That was fantastic, guys." Points to Ben and gals because in middle school he had hair down to his shoulders and like. Red cheeks, and it was like really flowy. And Do I need to put a photo in the. Yeah, you should probably put a photo. But now, you buzz cut your hair. Yeah. Pretty short. I think it's like leftover feelings from that. <laughs> <laughs> Scarring. Yeah. But that's the that that's the good Ben story. There's many good Ben stories, but that's the good one from back in the day. Here's some good adventures. <laughs> oh my god, that was bad. Yeah. I was like. Right to the heart. I was like, wow. I don't know. Did it I actually was, hit you? Like Not then, but looking back on it, I was affected by it. <laughs> <laughs> which, is really, which really sucks, because like, gender roles are awful. Oh, yeah. Fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, true <laughs> that. Oh, boy. That was good. You ever thought about growing it out again? No. Man bun? Mm-mm. <laughs> I got my hair to a man bun this summer. You did. And then I cut it. Because that was, I mean, <laughs> no, you you pulled it off though. That's fine. Oops. Sorry. Well, I don't think I pulled the man bun off. No, <laughs> I did not look good with a man bun. And so once I got to that point, I'm like, there's no more more point in growing out the hair. So then I cut it. Cut it off. Yeah, I'm happy though. Happy with it now. 
I mean, for me, like my hair right now feels kind of long. I'm gonna get it cut soon. A couple days. For anyone's reference in this audio podcast, his hair's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, that's that's what you think. It's long for him, but it's no. not long for the world. I like. When I get out of the shower, I don't want to have to do anything to it. Yeah, I do have to do stuff to it. Yeah, I don't like doing it. Even though my hair is shorter. I just want to shampoo and dry it, and then I want to walk like walk out of the house and look okay. Do you condition? No. Oh. No, my hair is usually pretty soft, too. My hair is soft, and I conditioned. Mm. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> what a fun podcast oh, this is. Yeah. <laughs> hair I don't, times. I don't use conditioner. <laughs> Juicy secrets over here. Scandalous. Tweet us if you use conditioner or not. <laughs> oh, God. If someone actually does. That would be cool. We'll talk about you on That'd the next be... episode if you tweet us <laughs> that you use conditioner. At HeyDurbub on Twitter. Yes. That's right. Um... Um, um, um. <laughs> um yeah, we said we said um and like a lot. Of us yeah, that was another thing we both noticed when going through the podcast. I but really notice it consciously now. We're amateurs. Yep, <laughs> not a professional here. Nope. But yeah. Oh, reminder from last episode. I was talking about my favorite podcast, and I didn't mention Reply All. Yeah, I you didn't. Goofed on that. That's that's probably my favorite show. Is it? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I binged all, like, there's over 100 episodes. And How long did it take you to get through those? Oh, like, two weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I was listening to them all the time. That's good. It's really good. I forgot to mention Holy Fucking Science, which is... Are we going to have to bleep that? Yeah, we will. We'll have to bleep the last one you said, too, and the one before that. <sighs> Sorry. I'm I mean, you're that. editing the podcast this week. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know how to make a bleep, so you'll have to show me. One kilohertz waveform signal. Okay, I can figure that out. I can Google it, too. There's the word generate, <laughs> and you click on it. Okay, cool. Took me a while to figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm not much on the audio editing yet. Yet. To get there. Yeah. I've just been doing the website stuff. Yeah. What I like to do that anyways. What does HTML stand for? How to meet ladies. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> no, it stands for hypertext markup language. What does the markup mean? Are you putting someone named Mark in an oh. upwards direction? No, uh, markup. It's like um, this is gonna be edited out. <laughs> long silence where I'm thinking about what it, markup means. That's okay. Um, it is. Oh my god. Markup. So we have markup and markdown. That makes sense. <laughs> Markdown's another thing. Markup. It's basically like telling the computer what to display. What's Markdown? Markdown is the same thing. Then why to? I'm not prepared for this one. That's okay. <laughs> or it's not. That's actually Markdown is a markup language. No, that's wrong. No, literally it is. That seems wrong. Markup is a generic term for a language that describes a document's formatting. Markdown is a specific markup library. Do you think people that made Markdown were just trying to screw everyone over with the name? I'm not even sure. I'm going to look up their website and see <laughs> why it's called Markdown. The Markdowners? Maybe they're just named Mark and they like pillows that are filled with bird feathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 100% funny. quality humor, that. Absolutely. I'm going to put the link to the Markdown website in okay. the show notes, just in case. Markdown. Markdown's cool. I like it. What's your favorite language? Is it it's a language? Yeah, which... I, I don't know. I like a lot of different ones. Okay. The one I've been looking at a lot lately is Ruby. That's a... It's a programming language. It's a stone. Gem. Yeah. yeah they, they actually have... so. If, Someone wrote some code and they want to share it. You post it as a gem. That's pretty cool. And the and the website that keeps track of all those is called rubygems.org. Oh, <laughs> they know how to market themselves. Yeah, that's great. A lot of the languages have like funny names like that. Like what? Um, there's a language called Elixir, and their um, package manager is called Hex. That's cool. That's um, really cool. What is the one for Python? It's pip. Pip. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. That's just what it's called. I don't remember what it stands for. A pip. At least it's not PHP. 
Oh man, you want to talk about that? Sure, let's talk about PHP. So the last job that I had, I was writing web apps in PHP, and there was one day I was talking to Alex about how PHP is, because it's just a poorly designed language, it's just so many bad design choices. And then he asked, what's PHP stand for? And I tell him what it stands for. (laughs) So it stands for PHP Hypertext Preprocessor. The first P stands for PHP. It is the worst acronym ever. Nah. Because there's gonna, there's an un, there will be an infinitely uncounted for P. PHP hypertext. What, you're not comfortable with infinity? No. Are you comfortable with infinity? They should yeah. call it infinite P. It's fine. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't stand PHP. And I don't even know... Anything you else never about even it? Looked at it. That's funny. Yeah. So th- they call it a recursive acronym because they created the acronym after it was already PHP. They decided what it stood for after it was already called that. Stand for people hurt people. People hurt people. Or I mean, it's true. But bad acronym recursive. language just with a silent P, H, and P in front of the, each word. Yeah, but the recursive and recursive acronym means that it has itself in its own definition. <sighs> Which I know is kind of a part, you know, recursive oh, stuff. Oh, it's a huge part of computer science. But that blew my mind in the computer science that I tried to take. And so <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Well, I mean, think about like a factorial, right? So it's not factorial like a, I remember, Yeah, but it's not similar to a factorial, is it? Factorial is recursive. It's defined recursively. You, you factorial, like 5 factorial, 5, two, five 4, three, two, 1. Yeah, so you can define it as 5 times 4 factorial. And four factorials, four times oh, three factorials. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so the way you would write a factorial... That's not recursive because it's not the same thing, though. It's a different... Well, you're still saying factorial every time. And the factorial is defined as the number you're looking for times the factorial of the next smallest one. That's what it's defined as? Yeah. Um, it should just be defined as multiplying it and all the integers below it. That makes more sense. That's the iterative way to do it. But that that that's the making sense more way to do it. Is it not? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I can see how that might take up more space. Yeah, I mean And take longer to compute, because you have to compute modern, each number individually. If you write the code either way, most modern languages will figure out that you mean the same thing. And they'll just do the code in the background. Oh, the machine okay. code. Yeah. What is the basic code? Basic is a shitty language. No, but not like the word basic. What do you mean? Like, how does a computer at the... Because, so like... Oh, at the very bit, at well, the Well, so like, level? if you're writing a code, like the one class I took in CS. You're writing C. I was writing C in this program that was designed to help me write C. Okay. But someone had to write that program mm-hmm. to be able to write C. And then to write the they language... They wrote it without it. Is how they wrote it. <laughs> but but you're still typing it into something. Yeah. But to the thing that you're typing those things like the, the you know the black screen with the green words or whatever. A terminal. Sure. Terminal terminal emulator because they're not actual terminals anymore. But but like even back in the day in the real terminal you're still typing it into something that has been designed. Shell command prompt whatever you want to call it. Right, but. How does yeah. it get there? Where does where does it start from? Because you can you see, it seems like you keep going back and back 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 back. There's always a program. It's like something out of nothing. That's what you're saying. saying. Like there's no... Yeah, you have to have a base to it. Right. So that is actually still a pretty impressive accomplishment that we actually get computers to turn on. Really? Yeah. So the boot process for a computer, when you press the power button for it to turn on, it has a hard-coded like location where it has the first steps of turning the computer on. Oh, yeah, so like in memory and in the hard drive, it like has a location stored. This is where you need to look for the files that you need right away. Okay. So that's like the boot address. And that will pull in those files, and then those ones will load in the rest of the stuff. And then you'll get into the operating system. Where do the ones and zeros exist? They're at the base of everything. In memory and in the hard drive. They're physical switches that have to be turned at some space, right? Yeah, they're really tiny. And what is the first thing that switches that, turns that? What is the most basic thing that is switched? Obviously, it's the electrical current. Oh, it's transistors. 
Right, but what is the first thing? What is telling those transistors to, to switch? It's hard-coded. Like we told it where to look. But how does it know? How can you go from a virtual idea, this abstract virtual idea, to that specific transistor? Oh, okay. So that's firmware. Okay. Because it's very firm. No, I guess, I guess <laughs> the, what firmware is, is it's what runs on the actual hardware. So your hard drive has firmware on it, and it's like the hard drive controller. Is it the software for the hardware? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but it's like at a really basic level. So basically it sets up an interface where you can say, hey, I want the bits that are at this location, and it gives you them back. Okay. And you can tell it, I want to write this stuff to this location, and it'll do it. And that location is that specific transistor, potentially. Yeah, that, that firmware, that software on the hard drive takes care of flipping the individual transistors. Okay. So there's an abstraction. So software feeds it to firmware. Yeah, it goes like from the software, there's other intermediate software that tells it, hey, I'm looking for this location, and that's just in the software. No one else knows that. And then the hardware figures out what to do with it. Okay. Like there's software in between. Right. But it's software, firmware, hardware. Firmware is just software. But it's, okay. just, it's just what we call It's like the term for the intermediate software. It's the bottom level software. Yeah. Okay. That I, I sort of understand more so now. Right. So that firmware and the software on the hardware, mm -hmm. that stuff takes care of which individual transistors we're going to flip. You just give it like the address from the file or like the memory location you're looking for. And that's all, like, everything's abstracted away. When you're writing a program, everything's handled for you. Like, the operating system does stuff for you. The hardware does stuff for you. Man, those first people that started computers had to have been just ridiculous. Yeah, and it just builds in complexity every step you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you can do four. Yeah, you write a for loop. and it, Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of optimizations and abstractions that we use to be more efficient at writing software. The way that you tell the CPU what to do is they're called hardware instructions. Mm -hmm. And they're like, add this, move this. It's like moving actual memory, bits of memory around. Okay. And when you write code in C or C++ or something like that, you compile to machine code. Hmm. It's like, move this number that I'm working on to this location, and then copy the next one and then add them together it's like that basic wow so the code that you write gets turned into that at some point okay it still blows my mind that you can go from transistors to all this stuff like to it's, even like the cat memes like the fact that that exists it's right at some <laughs> point on these like switches these electronic switches that are flipping in the basis of all these computers mm -hmm. that still blows my mind i still can't wrap it's my absurd. head around it it's so absurd yeah but you gotta make stuff with it. I suppose you can do so. cool things. Yeah, like cat memes. Those are important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So to toss a joke in here, since we talked about technical stuff for a while. Yeah, we did. We're gonna edit that out. That's gonna be way shorter. What do you call Harry Potter falling down a hill? What tumbling? J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh i was like wait that doesn't make any sense <laughs> wow yeah that's all good when i have my back pocket always that's nice <laughs> what's the difference between the hippo and a zippo what one's really heavy and the other's a little lighter <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's funny Knock, knock. Who's there? To. To who? To whom? <laughs> whom stupid the? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the next comment below that. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. To whom stupid the? <laughs> so, do you remember anti-jokes? Yeah. I subscribed to that subreddit. Sin scientific fact. If you took all the veins from your body and laid them end to end, you would die. You would die. <laughs> <laughs> Friends are like bananas. If you peel their skin and eat them, they die. What threat are you looking at? <laughs> I feel like I've heard all of these before. You probably have. <laughs> Don't know if I'm not reading that one. Um, <laughs> did you fall from heaven? 
because it looks like you landed on your face. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> if life gives you melons, you're dyslexic. Oh, not necessarily. Life could give you lemons. Let melon. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. did it! Maybe I am dyslexic. I don't think I am, though, as far as I know. If you can read, probably not. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Have you heard of anti-anti-jokes? No, what are they? <laughs> <laughs> They're like the ones we were talking about last week, the surreal memes. That's anti-anti-jokes? Anti-anti-jokes is like, it's just absurdism. Like wow. it's absurdist humor, but it's just <laughs> so weird. Mm. Have you ever watched Monty Python? Yeah, 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 not the movie, but like the TV show. Oh no, I don't think I have. You should watch that because that's there's a lot of absurdism in there. It's seriously some yeah, of the funniest definitely. stuff ever. You should watch that. It's all on YouTube. Oh man, and there's also the Antivitza in German. Have I ever told you any of those? Mm-mm. I used to always tell those with Giannis. I like had a collection of them at one point. I don't know where they went, but they're just like statements that don't make any sense it's also it's more <laughs> it's more like absurdist humor what's batman's favorite fruit grapefruit My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and I'm like, this is private property, and if you don't leave, I'll call the cops. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) What has nine legs, four feet, and is orange? Nothing. I lied about the orange. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, here's one. It's in German. And it means whoever breaks later, drives faster, longer. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like when you're driving and you hit the brakes, whoever brakes later drives longer, faster, faster, longer. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I understand that now. Oh my god. That's just... <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh my god. There's one about like, um, <laughs> what was it? What's the difference between a duck? <laughs> that's it both legs are the same length especially the right one <laughs> plus the type of dish it's just an bogey oh no I, a, a bird no I didn't a duck it's just an and duck it still works if it, as, yeah, as it a doesn't duck matter oh my gosh that's hilarious oh they're so funny Mary had a little lamb the doctor fainted <laughs> 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 that's funny yeah <laughs> that's a good one next is this kilter als draußen it's colder at night than outside it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense <laughs> what's a bunny without a carrot what? hungry <laughs> how do you get two whales in a car you can't. Whales are enormous creatures and will not fit in something as relatively small as a car. <laughs> oh my god. Why, I, don't, I don't know if this one is too soon or not, but why can't Michael Jackson play table tennis? Because he's dead. <laughs> okay, here's one. There's two things I hate. People that can't count. <laughs> What does a duck and a tablespoon have in common? What? Both are not a lamp. (laughs) You could say that about a lot of things. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. The German ones are so funny to me. Why did the mushroom go to the party? Why? Because it's a fungi? It didn't. Do you know why? Because it's inanim- inanimate. Because it's a fucking mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know it's cold when you go outside and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why was the boy crying? Why? <sighs> because he had a frog stapled to his face. <laughs> Oh my god. 
<laughs> What's white and goes up a mountain? What? An avalanche of homesickness. <laughs> you were, do you remember the the horse meme? Before? You're correct. No, like oh, like bummer. when there was um. It's like the. Have you not seen that? Mm, that sounds really familiar. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but we'll we'll post that in the show notes so you guys can watch that. This podcast has really devolved. Oh my god. This is not what I was planning on talking about. What were you planning on talking about? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Didn't have any fun. How long have we been going? How long do you think? Hour? Yeah. Exactly? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hour and zero minutes. No. Mm-hmm. Hour and one minute now. Just thrilled. <laughs> How did you pull that up so quickly? How did I pull that Oh, YouTube video? Yeah. I googled horse legs. <laughs> no way. And it popped up as the first one. Oh, that is funny. What, any good music you've been listening to lately? Well, to be perfectly honest, I have recently been watching all, all of the Super Carlin Brothers videos. Who? Um, really good YouTube channel. I've been seeing some of their videos. They used to reference the last podcast. They had been an unsubscribed thing I would watch once in a while. <laughs> they were a thing that I would watch once in a while. But then it recently become subscribed to since I haven't had a YouTube uh, channel to kind of watch the full backlog. Mm. And they do sort of theories on, you know, Harry Potter, you know, the new Star Wars movie and all that stuff. And lots of Disney ones. And so watching these Disney ones... I have been listening to almost exclusively Disney music oh the my past gosh. week. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty good. Some of it's actually like as from a musical a musical standpoint of like the way that they like go through the, the arrangements. The different harmonies and stuff are actually really interesting. So I can't say I've been listening to many bands lately, but I think today I might have heard Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> what That's about funny. you? Um I've been listening to a lot of Saint Vincent. I've never heard of them. Never what kind of music? Her? I don't even know. It's like kind of alternative indie. She's a lady, Annie Clark. She's super cool. Huh? Uh, I'll put a link to a couple of videos in the description. Okay. Uh, also, Wolfpack. Of Harrison course. Park. Did I ever tell you that? Um, so Lawrence has its own music festival every year called El Uru on Memorial Day weekend, uh-huh. and one of the streets that goes by Lawrence is called Law Street. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was um, a Wolfpack cover band, just Wolfpack. Oh my god! They were fantastic. You know, Lawrence has a music is a music conservatory, so there's a lot of well talented people there. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not strictly in the conservatory, they're still very. There's a lot of good music people. Their name was the Wolf of Law Street, <laughs> and they were they they they, ah. they had a really good show. That's awesome. Yeah, but you got me into Wolfpack. And I actually kind of like them a lot. I want to see them in concert in May. Wow. It was Where? amazing. It was in Ann Arbor. They're from Ann Arbor, aren't they? Yeah, they went to school there. I don't think they live there anymore, but they went to school there. Well, they've kind of become a thing now, haven't they? Yeah, they're a thing. I wonder where they're based out of now. I think they're in L.A. As many are. Most people are there. Uh, I, I've been just watching a lot of Tiny Desk concerts. Mm, you sent me one today that I didn't get a chance to listen to yet. I'm, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put a couple different ones in this. Okay, I, if you're gonna a lot of good tiny desk concerts. If you're gonna put a Wolfpack thing, in, you should put the video of um. I don't know why I can't think of the name. Wolfpack back pocket. Oh, back pocket. Because it has these two really cute kids that are really talented dancers. Oh, the music video. Yeah. Okay. I just think that's a really cool music video. All right, I'll put that in there. Have you ever watched La La Land? I've not. Okay, there's a really good. I mean, I think it gets a bad rap as a as a movie. I don't think it's as good. What's it about? It's about it's a movie. It's a movie musical about two people trying to make it in L.A. Okay. So that's why La La Land, and uh, you know it almost won all these. It won Academy Awards. It almost won Best Picture. And I don't think it's as I don't think it's a Best Picture movie. I think they're 
the first time I watched it, I actually got really mad at it because I think it could have been a better movie if it hadn't actually been a straight musical because Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were the two leads. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing actors, but they're not singers. And for a musical, you'd think you'd have singers. But oh. the music is... Just the music itself is some of the best music out there, I think. Really? And one of the songs is really cool, and they have a sort of like timed thing with the music. I don't know. I just thought of that because it's a good movie, and if you have a chance, you should watch it. Stop recording? Sure.